0: Ready? Yes. Yeah. Emily
1: okay. <laughs> can run it. <laughs>
2: Lori. 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 You ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. I want to welcome everybody to the City of Zephyr Hills regular council meeting. It's Tuesday, September 12, 2023. It's 6 p.m. Uh, could I please have the roll call?
3: Yes, sir. Lance Smith. Here. Ken Burgess. Here. Mayor Monson. Here. Charles Proctor. Here. Jody Wilkerson. Here. Steve Spina.
2: Here.
3: Matthew Maggard. Here. William Poe. Here.
2: Thank you. Um, and I do welcome everyone tonight. Uh, if you want to speak to an item on the agenda please let our city clerk know. Also we have a time at the end if you have anything else other than an agenda item you'd like to speak to. Um, just ask you to silence your phones for me now and um, and also if you ask to speak you'll be given three minutes to speak on a topic. Okay. With that um, could we well ask a Kendall DeFord come forward to give our invocation, and we'll follow that with the pledge. Everybody rise for the invocation, please.
4: Let's pray, Father, what a blessing it is to enjoy life in you. One of those blessings is just living in this community, the friendships, the relationships that we have, the businesses that we can do business with. Thank you for those blessings. I pray that you would anoint this meeting tonight with, with your presence, May we have wisdom in, in the actions that take place. And we ask this all in Jesus' name, amen.
5: Amen.
2: I pledge, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the United States, States of America and to the republic, republic, republic for which it stands, one, one nation, nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Afford. Um. All right. Mayor has an item at the top of the agenda. Mayor.
6: We have, is it on? Oh, sorry. We have, um, (laughs) I just (coughs) lost the name, Um, Daughters of the American Revolution, Melanie Nelson. She's the Vice Regent. And Amanda Harrison, she's a historian and librarian. And Lisa Sumner, she's a member, member of, the, of the DAR. If you guys will come up for me, that would be great. And Jody, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. <laughs> nice to have you here. Oh, well, we've got good names, right? Yes, we there we go. All right, whereas Constitution Week is the commemoration of America's most important document, the United States Constitution stands as a testament to the tenacity of Americans throughout history to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. The the commitment of the NS DAR, is to encourage, study, and educate the public about the Constitution, which was adopted by the American Congress of the Confederation on September 17, 1787, and whereas the 236th anniversary of the drafting of the Constitution provides a historic opportunity for all Americans to learn about the recall achievements of our founders, uh, learn about... and. call achievements of our founders and to reflect on the rights and privileges of citizenship and whereas this celebration of the Constitution was started by the Daughters of the American Revolution. In 1955, the National Secured Society Daughters of the American Revolution petitioned Congress to set aside September 17th through the 23rd annually to be dedicated for the observance of Constitution Week. The resolution was later adopted by the US Congress and signed into public law on August 2nd, 1956 by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. George W. Bush officially declared the inception of Constitution Week in 2002. And whereas the Daughters of the American Revolution is a lineage-based membership service organization for women who are direct descendants of soldiers of the Revolutionary Period who aided the U.S.'s struggle for independence, and whereas it is the greatest importance that all citizens fully understand the provisions and principles contained in the Constitution in order to support it, preserve it, and defend it against encroachment, and now, therefore, I, Melanie Barr by virtue of the authority vested in me as mayor of the city of Zephyr Hills in the state of Florida, do hereby proclaim the week of September 17th through the 23rd, 2023, as Constitution Week. Reaffirm the ideals of framers of the Constitution had in 1786 by vigilantly protecting the freedoms guaranteed to us through the guardian of our liberties. In, the, in witness thereof, I have hereunto here unto set my hand and caused to be affixed the official seal of the city of Zephyr Hills, Pasco County, Florida, on this 12th day of September 2023.
2: Thank you, Mayor. All right, the next item on the agenda are the consent items. Um, Does anyone care to pull any of the consent items? If not, I'll entertain a motion.
7: Uh, I move that we uh, approve the consent agenda as presented. Second.
2: I have a motion and a second for approval of the consent items. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The next item is item 3.1, first reading of ordinance 1469-23. Thank
8: you, Mr. President, um, like you said, business item 3.1, first reading of ordinance number 1469-23, ordinance of the city council of the city of Zephyrhills, Florida, levying the millage rate for the fiscal year 2023. Through 2024 for the city of zephyr hills this is a public hearing
2: go ahead ted
9: yes it's important
8: to note that just your name
2: your your name for the record please i'm
9: sorry thank you (laughs) ted Beeson, finance director for the city it's important to note that the millage rate ordinance that you're about to consider as the rollback rate for the city of zephyr hills is calculated to be 5.6768 mills according to Florida statute 200.065. In this ordinance, we are setting the millage rate at 6.25. The 6.25 millage rate is considered an increase of 10.1% according to Florida statute 200.065. And if you have any questions, I'll be glad to entertain those.
2: Does anyone have any questions for Ted before I open the public hearing?
7: I don't have a question, but I'd just like to point out, I guess, that this is the same millage rate as you had last year, the city had that's, last year. That's correct. Okay.
2: More questions? Okay, I'll open the public hearing at this time. Um, has anyone signed to speak, Madam Clerk?
3: Yes, sir. Kendall DeFord would like to speak.
2: Okay, very good. Come on up, Mr. Ford. Your name and address for the record, please.
4: Kendall DeFord, 571418th Street, Zephyr Hills. I just want to say, thanks for not raising our taxes.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, is anyone else signed to speak? No, sir. Does anyone else care to speak? Seeing no one rise, I'm going to close the public hearing at this time. Council.
4: I make a motion that we pass business item 3.1 on the first reading.
2: I have a motion and a second for approval of item 3.1. Do we need to have the millage rate in the motion or not? Okay. Okay. Thank you. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Like, sign motion passes unanimously. And I've got to say for the people who are out here, this is something that we've reviewed several times before, so it's kind of a matter, uh, it, it's just a matter of formality at this point. So, uh, And item 3.2 is a similar uh, City attorney.
8: President Adam 3.2 is first reading ordinance number 1470-23. Ordinance of the city council of the city of Zephyr Hills, Florida adopting a budget for the 2023-2024 fiscal year. This also is a public hearing.
2: Okay. Does anybody have any you want to speak to it? Ted?
9: No. I, I could just say that we've had two workshops related to this and the total budget of $106 million is consistent with what we discussed before.
4: Any questions? Um, the one, one thing I want <clears throat> you have in front of you the executive summary of the projects and, and the changes for each department. Um, what is not in here, we are still working on the salary study. Uh, we're hoping to have that information um, by the end of the week. Uh, we're still in negotiations with the union um, for those salaries as well. As if you remember, there are dollars that are budgeted within this budget that I believe will cover um, any proposed raises. And so, the next, I'm hoping at the next council council meeting, which is the 25th, to have that final salary study um, to be able to have for review by council. And,
2: and if I remember right, we had like a placeholder for an amount of money in
4: the budget. Correct. Each department has a placeholder. Okay. Yes.
10: Yes. yes.
4: <coughs> Billy, when we get the um, when we get that proposal uh, at that time, we'll we'll see what people are going to be making. We can then adjust if we need to at that point. We can have yes. We can have conversations. Council can can tell us to adjust um, as you see fit. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
7: And I talked with Billy, uh, to the city manager today, about it. And um, I think it's we'll have this information prior to the the vote on the next budget. You know, the second vote on the ordinance to approve the budget. So we'll go into that knowing what we're talking about.
2: Okay. Um, yes. And I imagine it'll be a lengthy discussion on that too. That's something we want to take a
4: lot of time on the salary issue. Correct. Yeah, if we, and if we have to, it, <clears throat> it doesn't have to um doesn't necessarily have to be the salary study doesn't have to be approved at the next meeting uh it's something that we could you know go to the, the first meeting october second meeting october um, and then there's a the conversation of you know is there a retro pay uh, you know back to the october one um so depending on the information we get we can have further discussions or approval whichever okay
10: cool. is the best yes, yeah and I, I think it's important that we we get it right. So if it takes, you know, to a couple more meetings or something, we need to make sure it's right. That's one. Looks and
1: yes. um, I just wanted to ask if we will be able to see the study and look at the methodology and some of the comparisons. Yes. It, they're completing a report, right? So right. we'll have that in advance yes. of any decision. And I'd like to, to, to speak to
4: each of you individually prior to, give you the information, be able to answer questions. Um, you know, so if there are questions. I have the answers before the council meeting, which we typically do. So um, one message I wanna send is employees are getting raises. There's been a rumor out there that no raises are coming, but raises are coming. Um, We just have to work through the process.
2: All right, Um, and this is a public hearing item. So I'm gonna open the public hearing on this item. Does anyone There's sign no one
3: signed up to speak on this item.
2: Does anybody care to speak to this? See? you care to speak to this, if so, come to the podium now. And we're talking about the, uh, the budget, too. State your name and address for the record. And then just make sure it's pertaining to the budget.
11: Absolutely. five seven three zero eight Street. Uh, I was going to bring this up later, but it's basically the same thing. I'm asking for a new, do- new division within Zephyr Hills that ties both code enforcement with police department so that there is more oversight when it comes to code enforcement as of right now, trying to get... Uh, so Joel is phenomenal. So is Jackie. So is the new uh, secretary. So is everybody within the city. The problem is, is there's just every time you talk with them they are understaffed and they're not able to go outside and they're not able to go around and they're not able to explain or see different areas like high grass because in 2015 or 16 there was a there was a rule that you guys basically put forth that basically stipulated that there's now rules about hedges about grass height about all of it and no one's like our, our our town looks like crap you know and the reason for it is because there isn't enough code enforcement. If there was code enforcement, they would be checking businesses to make sure that they were legit. There are code enforcement that go around to pawn, and there are code enforcement that go around to food, but there's no one that goes around to landscapers, gardeners, construction, that kind of industry, nor is there just generalized concepts. So I'm, I'm begging that you guys look at your budget and you increase code enforcement, because if code enforcement fails, so does the, so does the city because we don't know if we're hiring someone that's a legit contractor. We also don't know how our property values are doing because you look on the left or the right of someone and their property could look like crap or because they want to avoid um, issues of, of electrical bills, they're now running their generator 16 hours a day because it's to them cheaper than running that kind of thing. So, there, and, and I know that there are people that have already complained about this issue That because code enforcement is already stretched to the thin they're not able to take care of the simple stuff so i don't know how to go about this other than bring it to your attention
4: mr dale if you have specific um, complaints or examples please bring them to me and code enforcement will address those issues
11: it's it's not simply specific and the problem is is you're relying on the people to tell on other people which is
4: yeah but i'm specifically asking you the issues that you see, please give me the addresses or give me the company names and I will have them addressed. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Right. And just to follow up on that, sometimes it is, if you have an issue on code enforcement, it needs to be brought to the attention of staff because it's a, it's a big city. We, have, we do have a limited amount of staff, but I, most of the time, my experience has been if it's brought to staff's attention, it will be
8: addressed. Yeah. I think
1: Our code, there's some exceptions. Oh, sorry. Mr. Sorry. Our code enforcement
8: is proactive, and we'll go out and, and cite people without a complaint. But, you know, the county, a bunch of other cities are complaint-driven only on code enforcement. So we are proactive, and I work with that department every day. Um, and if an issue is brought, it normally gets addressed and ends up before me at some point. Um, Dale, could you come got to-, to come back up, and, and Mr. President, if I could, yes, I think
1: sometimes folks don't understand there is a there's a big legal process. So we may complain about a, a house, for example, that's structurally unsound or has high grass, but there's a due process for the property owner. And so, but I can I can tell you that there's I've been tracking this, and there's been at least four houses demolished in the last, you know, six months or whatever that were. in the roles for probably a year and a half or two.
11: I I just want to stress, I'm not saying that code enforcement is not doing their job. They're doing a great job. It's just from what I've asked specifically of certain people within that department, they've clearly identified they just don't have the manpower. And they've asked for additional manpower and been denied because the budget doesn't allow it.
7: Sure. I, I I think that, you know, part of the problem with code enforcement is it's never-ending. As soon as you, I mean, you know, you go to one spot and then you hit another spot and it, it continues. Um, we've talked actually in the past about merging the code enforcement under police or, or together, but the police and, and the building department do work together on uh, the bigger issues when they need support uh, or they think there could be trouble. Um, I'm not opposed to looking at down the road additional people um, but I don't think they have come and asked for additional people so um, I think it's something that yeah if we can monitor and uh, Mr. Burgess can address it better but I think that um, you know if we can try to get a handle on it uh, and then you keep up but it's a a never ending it's a never ending problem
12: Bill Burgess, building official, also uh, director of code enforcement. Um, I think we share with you our monthly reports on code enforcement, they are proactive. We do address complaints as well uh, that are given to us. Um, This time of year, normally there's a lot more complaints because it is the growing season for grass, so it's harder to keep up on those kind of things, but between ourselves and the police department do help us, I think everything's been going fine, and we've been working with the city attorney. He knows we go up every every uh, month. We go up with citations, so
2: right. And I think I, I know. Uh, I've used that C Click Fix or whatever the name of it is. Now there's an app available that you take the picture and it sends it to the proper department. We're, we're using that in the building department, well, aren't we?
12: That is, it's not an integrating interface very completely well. yeah. with what we have, but we do use it. But it's. Kind of in the background a little okay. bit compared to what we normally do sure, because i know
2: what streets and public works it seems like you can do it when a pothole or a stop sign or something right. like that works very well in care of the same yeah. day
1: pretty much yeah. yeah i think there is a, there's a little lag there and there's a lack of interface between those two softwares i think i brought it up with the city manager hopefully it's something that our i.t department can resolve so right. that there's not extra work for your folks and
12: and we we are proactive and it is harder to be proactive because we do have a lot of complaint driven but part of the uh, there's been a change at the state level that uh, you cannot give anonymous complaints anymore so that's kind of right. freeing us up a little bit because people are complaining less because well, they don't want their name on the record. So.
2: And certainly if there's a specific complaint you have just make it you know you you, you've got to go ahead and make it i mean if it's bothering you enough it's bothering me enough i would say my name's lance smith and here's my complaint you know so um it's it's not all bad but um you just have to make the make the complaint so Uh, can i sure
6: Mr. Burgess, I know with our growth that we've had, do you feel like at some point you're gonna need some more staff or are you looking toward well, I that?
12: Mean, yeah, we're stretched just like any other yeah. department would be. I mean, obviously with more growth, all the departments feel it a little bit, but I, I think we're fine at this. A lot of the newer subdivisions, they have their homeowner associations, and so that's kind of taken care of. So I, I think we're fine at this point in time. Okay. Thank you.
2: Yes, yes.
10: Uh, and also in our in a matter of being proactive you know we have those uh, i guess like quarterly cleanup things where we give the op- citizens opportunity to you know a way to get rid of some other of stuff and clean some things up we don't go out and mow any lawns or anything but um you know so we're we're, we're trying all the way around and we, and I know it's in the CRA district which encompasses most of the pretty big area so
12: well a lot of it's uh, educational we have a lot of rental units and people come in and come out and you know somebody who was living there before knew what the rules and regulations were the new people may not so we have to go back out and it's just you know like Councilman Smith has said it's never-ending
7: <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago I attended a couple of the code enforcement court hearings and they're open to the public so you could go up and see how the process work the legal process and like Councilwoman uh, Wilkerson said it is sometimes a timely process uh, with the the way the court system works. But you can go up and see that how we present the case and then or Matt presents the case. And, and then the judge rules and Right.
12: We're you know, we're not a a hammer so to speak. We try to get voluntary compliance as our first goal and then if not then we end up in the court. So Right.
2: Uh, litigating's a final that that, that, right. that that's your final step. So. Right. Okay. But, but of course, you, you know, if you need additional personnel, you, you know, everybody here is supportive of this code enforcement. Okay, so. I'll,
12: I'll let you know. Okay. Thank <laughs> you.
2: All right. This, and then The public hearing, I believe, is still open. Does anyone else care to speak to this item? Okay. Seeing no one, I'll close the public hearing on this item. Council.
10: Yes. Move for approval of ordinance number 1470-23 on the first reading.
1: Second.
2: a motion and a second for approval of the first reading of ordinance number 1470-23. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. And thank you for the input too. Um, all right. Item 3.3. Rezone of Airport Road.
8: Yes. Uh, item 3.3 is the first reading of ordinance number 1460-23. Ordinance of the city of Zephyr Hills, Florida proposing an amendment to the city's zoning map designation from AP2 Airport related to LI Light Industrial for approximately 3.99 acres of real property located at 5028, 5002, 5048, 5040, 5016 Airport Road and 39301 South Avenue, Zephyr Hills, Florida, 33542 and having a parcel number of 12262100000049000010 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, providing for codification severability and an effective date.
2: All right, Mr. Rodney.
8: Good evening, council. Rod Corvo, senior planner, just to uh
0: jog everyone's memory, this is going from AP2 to LI. We've checked uh as staff with Mr. Coleman, the director of the airport, he has no objections to this rezoning it will lawfully establish uh, an existing uh, gym facility out there. At this point, staff has no information on any potential redevelopment.
2: Nothing's been submitted to the city. Questions on this item? You remember it from the last time, I'm sure, don't you? All right, um, with no questions, I will um, open up the public public hearing on this item. Is anyone signed to speak to this item?
3: No, sir, there's no one signed up to speak Does on anyone, this item.
2: Thank you. Does anyone care to speak? Seeing no one rise, I'll close a public hearing. Council.
1: Mr. President, move to approve first reading of ordinance number four, 1460-23.
2: Second. A motion and a second for approval item 3.3. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Brian. Thank you. All right, you've got to stay up for the next one. Yep. The Brooks de-, de annexation.
8: This is uh, business item 3.4, first reading of ordinance number 1468-23, ordinance of the City of Zephyrhills, Florida, for the voluntary contraction of the city boundary by de- annexing parcel ID number 1026210010038000010 for 0.06 acre more or less of real property providing for the amendment of the city boundaries to contract subject properties from the boundaries, providing for repeal, severability, and an effective date. Good evening, council members. Again, Rod Corvo.
0: Typically as staff, we don't support uh, contractions or annexations. This is an extenuating circumstance because the subject property where the home is located back in here uh, is in the county and then the access the official access is actually in the city so what it's kind of done is it's made it virtually impossible it's our understanding from staff to be able to secure financing on this because you've got a piece of property that's in the county and then the access is in the city so it's two different jurisdictions okay Um, the Access actually, this is the Wedgwood Manor subdivision, so it's kind of just on the edge over here. So, the applicant's representative is here, she's going to talk, uh, just give a couple points on that, and then I'll come back if you have any questions. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Sure. Hi, Mackenzie Brown from Mr. Brooks. Um, without the de annexation, we simply cannot um, mm-hmm. convey this property to the buyer, it is under contract lovely couple from Texas has agreed to purchase it, and we need to create one parcel with deeded access, otherwise it cannot be financed. If we leave it as is, our pool of buyers is cash only, and we're gonna perpetuate this, this you know situation um, from here forward, so we would greatly appreciate your approval of this matter, so that we can convey the property to the new owners in October.
2: Mackenzie, could I just get your address for the sure. record? Sure.
5: 34049 Triple Crown Court, Dade City, 33525. Thank you. Uh-huh.
2: I apologize because we were talking about the last item and it was That's like, okay. did we do a public hearing for it? And It's bad to say, but our clerk public says comment pu- public comment and oh, hearing, you did so well. we did, so I apologize. Um,
4: but sorry i spaced out and
2: didn't hear yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah and then i started question myself okay but but anyway this is necessary for financing on this unit yes um okay so does anybody have any questions on this item
6: no this came to the planning commission and everybody was on board with it okay. because it's an unfortunate situation that this was ever done it was created for sure. decades ago so um yeah interesting well, what, what she explained, and I live in that subdivision, is the developer was supposed to have, you know, fixed this problem, yes. but they never did.
5: <laughs> yes. In the purchase of the property to build Wedgwood, Mrs. Brooks was promised a driveway. And at the end of the project, the person who built it said, oh, hmm, I would have to get the city to de-annex some property for me. And I don't want to tackle it so here I am four decades later.
2: Right. Okay. Any other questions on this? I'm over
7: this. approve this uh, and a cake, uh this item oh, ordinance. Wait uh, I have to have a public, public hearing, hearing. on oh, it. Sorry. sorry. Keep me straight Matt. Mm-hmm.
2: All right I'm going to open a public hearing on this item. Has anyone signed up to speak?
3: There's no one signed up to speak on this item.
2: Does anyone care to speak on this item? Seeing none, I'll close the public hearing. Council, it's a pleasure.
7: All right, I move that we uh, approve this de annexation in the first reading of ordinance number 1468 23.
2: Second. I have a motion and a second for approval of item 3.4. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Like sign? Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. We have, we're to the portion on citizen comments. Um, agenda. There's
3: no one signed up to speak under citizen comments. I have something.
13: Of course oh, we have one citizen here.
2: Get your name and address for the record, please.
13: <coughs> Gail Hamilton, CRA Director, um, City of Zephyr Hills. I am speaking this afternoon because Antoine, our Main Street Director, is upstairs in a meeting. But I just wanted to let everyone know that Friday, uh, this Friday, we're having Friday night lights in downtown. We'll have a Jeep rally in the parking lot. We have music and food and vendors. We're having a food truck rally. So please, if you're available, come downtown. It's from five to nine o'clock. Saturday morning, we will start up the farmer's market again on the square. We took the summer off um, and so we're back at it. Um, so every third Saturday of the month through the fall and winter we'll have the farmer's market downtown. So please bring your friends and neighbors to come out to that. Do you want to talk about the pep rally? Yeah. What,
2: what time is that, uh,
13: the farmer's ten a, market? 10 to two.
2: 10 to two, okay.
13: <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so one of the other things that we need your help with because we have alumni that serve on our council. Main Street is- uh,
4: DHS alumni. So you know (laughs) know what alumni she's talking about.
13: (laughs) (laughs) That is correct.
4: His shirt.
12: Zebra (laughs) Hills
13: alumni. So we are working on a um, nine mile war pep rally in downtown. So we're going to, uh work on having a vehicle where we smash the vehicle that has spray-painted pirates all over it (laughs) we'll have a chicken wing contest we'll see how many uh, alumni we can get to turn out for the event Uh, there'll be prizes and giveaways and so it's the night uh, it's the wednesday
4: i think it's the 11th october 11th
13: 11th. october 11th you'll start seeing more and more of it on social media but because you are alumni i want your um some of you are Zephyr hills alumni we'd like your participation so please uh Main Street volunteers will be reaching out to you and help us make this a great thing. We'd like to start involving the school system and the kids in our downtown because they're the future business owners uh, in our downtown. So we want them to love our community and stay here.
6: you know what time that is, that that pep rally?
13: The pep rally, it'll start at um, 6 o'clock.
7: Just like to let you know that we have a Pasco alumni interloper here.
13: <laughs> well, actually, you have two. Ad- hey,
7: we can't oh. all be bulldogs. Oh, that's right,
8: two.
13: <laughs> actually, there's two. That's which? We're
8: just for showing out for Pasco tonight. With his shirt. <laughs> there's adopted alumni.
13: <laughs> I did notice that that he was wearing red. I um, thought <laughs> get him pumped up for
2: the pep rally. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to so- beat him up in the parking lot afterwards after <laughs> <laughs> meeting.
13: I'm sure you will. <laughs> Thank you. you again. You'll be hearing more of it, but I just wanted to really promote the events going on this weekend
10: while uh, while we were having. A but Gail, I was going you gonna do it the night of the game when they play Pasco. Uh,
13: the Wednesday night
1: Wednesday, night.
10: Wednesday night. Okay, Wednesday. Wednesday Thursday. before. We, before. We looked at the conversation was to do it Thursday
4: night, but the JV AB. team plays yeah. Pasco, so okay. Wednesday's the so first. I think it used to be night on Thursday free.
10: nights, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we right. used to have a big bonfire yeah. too. we gonna do that too. Well, yeah. you can tie it in with your cleanup. <laughs> Everybody brings anything, We'll set it on fire. <laughs>
13: We did talk about that and Antoine is going to talk to the fire department about how we could maybe do that on the lot across the street so I mean what is old is new again and so we're trying to do some fun things in the downtown that will include you know that uh, community spirit so and if you have any ideas like that let us know
6: so right. um, chief wouldn't like this but we used to do Chinese fire drills downtown you guys know, right? Didn't you guys all used to do Chinese Viadra? I think I think that, that uh, That's a some people garbage. may not know what that is, Yeah, you stop the car and get out right around it. Yeah, oh, it ages me <laughs> where, where you would beep your horns, you'd stop and you'd run to the next car in front of you and, and everybody ran around to different cars oh. and you never knew whose car you were in at the end of the night. So it probably needs a different verbiage at this point, dangerous. you guys didn't do that? Was that just 1979? Wait a minute. Didn't you do it?
13: i not sure how you
6: did it. He doesn't know what we're talking
13: about. I do. So, as you can see, there's a lot of ideas, and, and it can be a really fun night, and it'll, it'll be great for the kids as well. We're going to include all of them in this uh, project, so you'll hear more.
2: Thank great, you. Great idea. All right. State your name and address for the record, please.
11: Jeff Dale, 5730 Street. I do have one other favor question, and that is, uh, we'll start with the easy one. Um, on 8th Street, that crosses over north. I've asked for uh, a police car to be allowing kids to cross in this really dangerous intersection, and I was told that you guys don't have the ability to put a cop car between 6.30 and 7.30 that's what I was told Um, just so that kids can cross that really dangerous intersection because there's two kids that I'm aware of because I dropped my son off at Woodland that are wearing full black because there's no crosswalk from 8th to 8th they're crossing between three lanes of traffic and I can tell you it's only a matter of time before something awful happens and I would again request that the second thing is uh, those that do go to woodland notice that when the apartment complex uh, was built or started to be, become built there became this really disgusting sewage smell right there on the corner of the post office side that hasn't been fixed and I didn't know who to talk, talk to on that one but I just know that <laughs> since the, the updated sewer system was was also messed with um, it hasn't gotten worse if anything it's gotten really bad so
2: okay well well, i just asked staff to take note of that and maybe reach back out to you and let you know what they find out
1: lift station the 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 lift station at the the rest So, So, if if
11: you turn down if you're going to the police department or you turn back out to the stop sign and you're literally hanging out with the windows down the post office that corner that's on the other side of the post office where the church is over here and the post office is here the exit whatever it is and then across the way, there's uh, glass and then the old music kind of store it's that intersection that's right there like you can't miss it and it reeks it's awful I'll
4: have a conversation with utilities Thank I'm not, you. there's there's not a station there there's a manhole at that corner um, the line uh, if you want me to basically that line takes everything from the kind of the west side of the city <clears throat> comes through the, the apartment complex or the, the development there hits the manhole right in front of the police station turns south comes to the manhole that's at the corner of 8th street north avenue and then at that um, manhole it turns to the east and it runs to the lift station that's on
11: north avenue
4: and 11th street Street but it only became Um, a
11: problem when that new development basically started doing what they did i'll check Um, i'm not
4: sure why the manhole uh, it may not be the manhole, maybe the the lift station. Or excuse me, the the um, yeah the lift station that's that's there on North, and THE smells kind of blowing that way. So I'll I'll get with the utilities and find out. It's been a yeah it's been an ongoing issue, um, and it's something we're trying to work on. We got improvements, emergency uh, expenditure mm-hmm. for the PD. That's part of that line, and, and um, you know so fixing that that's not going to fix the smell, but I'll find out kind
8: of okay. what's going on there. And, and and, and the-
11: even if we don't get a police officer on that corner, can we get at least there's pedestrian pedestrians crossing signs somewhere on that North Road?
2: Yeah, and I, I'm sure that can be be accomplished, and I'll get with Chief on that one. Um, well, we, yeah, we just, just need so to I could what, just what, what, exa- sure exactly where is it? Shane, Shane.
12: LeBlanc, Public Works Director, City of else. Just to let you know that we are doing some intersection and sidewalk improvements over by Woodland, which is going to be in our upcoming phases. Without looking at the plans, I can't tell you exactly what's going in there, but I do know we're making some safety improvements for pedestrian crossings and additional sidewalks. So that's okay. in the works. So we can take. We'll
4: take a look at that intersection. That's
2: uh, even
1: flashing lights and a crosswalk well, on
12: the. Yeah.
2: Well, and I know that. When we looked at Stewart, and the school board kind of is the one who helps us with the lights as far as the school zone lights,
12: right? That's correct. Okay. Any flashing type uh, traffic signal or beacon, the Pasco traffic ops okay. maintains.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if it is dangerous, we might want to look at that, too. I mean, we certainly don't want anybody getting hurt there. So, right. Okay. okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else under public comment? No? Anyone sign? Lori? No one signed?
3: No one signed up to speak on this item. No one else.
2: Okay. Looking back there at Mr. O. Okay. I'll close the citizen comments. Mayor announcements.
6: I just have a couple of things. Um, number one, we had some amazing events here this last weekend. And if you were not able to attend, I will say next year you should. Uh, at the military museum, they had one of the most moving <clears throat> programs that I've been to in a while, and these poor ladies in the back didn't have tissues for me, the DAR ladies, and they kept saying, I need tissues. Um, it was it was very moving, and to have that type of thing in our city is a big deal. You know, We had real-life heroes right here in our city that came to really... Um, show and respect for September 11th. And then again, the yesterday, the program, you know, there's not a lot of small cities that, that will honor like we do, and I'm I'm just very glad that we are able to do that. Yesterday we had Representative Maggard there and Senator Burgess there. Unfortunately, we did not have very many people there, so um, maybe next year we'll get some help for getting more people out there, because uh, it it means a lot. Um, It means a lot to these survivors and to these families, for sure. So uh I I really wanted to thank thank our city and cuz that's that's our nonprofits that do that and and that's a big deal. They put forth a lot of work on that. And then I just wanted to um ask Rodney and maybe Rodney can help me. I we I've gotten a lot of calls on the new light on Island Boulevard <laughs> and um it seems like there needs to be a timing thing. Okay. So I I reached out, but I think I didn't get to the right person. So if you could help me a little bit with that. Um, When you're coming east and you want to turn left, that light turning left really doesn't need to be very long. And then coming out doesn't. But right now it's backing up to Silverado and then beyond, Um, you know, many times during the day. So it's been a lot of uh, citizens
0: we always appreciate <laughs> it right. so when, when you
4: come with us uh, Yeah, we'll Yeah, so, cause, so Pasco yeah. County um, Road and Bridge, I believe is the, is that the right company, or right department? shopping arms. <laughs> okay, yeah.
6: perfect, okay. or you can do it. It doesn't yeah. matter who does it. So we'll make I, it I, sorry. It's a timing
4: issue. Okay. I think it's a timing issue. I do too, um,
6: and I've, I've told the citizens just to be patient. It's a brand new light, and it's gonna take a little bit of time. Um, but if it's that bad now, in four weeks, we're going to be, it's going to be really bad. It blocks,
7: uh, um, when you're coming down Geiger Road, when the light turns green there, they have nowhere to go. They can't go west because it's backed up all the way. It's actually backed up all the way past where uh, Silver, um, yeah, the YMCA entrance. So, Yeah. yeah, and then it blocks, unless somebody stops and lets you out, you cannot get out of Silver Oaks. Which I could not today, so <laughs> it needs to
6: just be tweaked a little, yeah. you know, and with the other two lights probably synced mm. a little bit more. So I just wanted to make sure I brought that up, <laughs> so uh, I followed through with that one. So okay, thank you.
2: Thank you, Mayor. Um, city Manager announcements.
4: Um, the only thing I have, well, two things. Uh, the first is I'd like to, we would like to do a density workshop on October twenty-third talk about the density, uh, we have the moratorium in place. Um, get some, I know there's been some conversations, ongoing conversations, I don't know, for a year now about the density, the current density we have and, and where we were, where we want to be. Um, so we'd like to do a workshop on October 23rd. My guess is, is we'll do a, the, I don't know, I'll we'll have to, we'll have to work, figure it out because we have CRA that night as well. So. We'll try to make sure that the council meeting and the CR meetings are short, so okay. that we can do the workshop. we going to do that
0: on the regular meeting.
4: will yeah. We'll do we'll do um, excuse me the the meeting and then close it and open up the workshop. Um, what date? I'm sorry, October 23rd. So okay. it's the second meeting in October. It's
3: the 25th, isn't it? Or no? I'm 23rd. thinking September.
7: October 23rd. October 23rd. Do you also at that meeting, if possible, just give us a brief update on where you stand with the. Up. Up and. Hmm. As we had started in June, so we have a year. Uh, Just give us an idea of where you're going.
4: impact fees right now i can tell you quickly um they we met with kimley horn and um clancy i, I don't i can't remember what company he's with um which is a sub for kimley horn they've asked for uh information from the police department from the building department and some planning information number of units things like that so that has all been submitted to them so they are working on that um the WUP, were we received an rfa R- rai um request ria right, of course a different Request for additional information. Um, And so that is being worked on right now by our consultant. Uh, I think we asked for a 30-day extension to get that additional information. But I can give you better information on
7: October 23rd. We had talked about um, maybe looking at other alternatives to purchasing water from private wells. Is that moving along as well?
4: Um, We have had conversations with our consultant and so we're still looking at all the options. I don't know that we'll have to go down that route at this moment um, based on the request and the modeling that was done. We might be able to um, get sufficient capacity out of existing wells. So, oh, further up, yeah, yes. Well there is one, there's one development <coughs> that we've been working with to acquire those wells. And um, <clears throat> therefore, acquire that capacity. So that will continue to move forward. Um, but there has been conversations with other landowners with uh, that have existing wells and capacity. Um, so those conversations have been had. We don't know that we'll need to take those much farther at this moment. But uh, we are looking at
7: continuing to look at that option. Not let it. Because you know. I, I think that um, there's other. Elements out there that are looking also at some alternative water supplies. Everybody water? And no, yeah, and I don't want us to be kind of um, squeezed out at the last minute. Right. Okay. I agree.
2: Okay. Yep. I think you're right. We do need to be proactive on it. Um, and we had, had a discussion too, is it's you can, we have excess capacity now, we can buy the rights to use. X amount of their capacity is not necessarily having to pump from their well, but we can purchase some of their capacity. Um, so it might be something we want to consider. And I did see something. I thought it was yesterday or today that the city of Tampa is going to looking at buying some water from Tampa Bay Water Authority because of no rain, no rain like a rainfall in their basin. So it's. I mean, we need to jump on it if we can. No, it, yeah, it will be a scrum for the daughter. so. Anything else?
4: You have anything else? Just if anybody wants to wake up, there's a cross-country race at Little Everglades at 7.20 Saturday morning. I doubt you want to, but just to keep where's on, on at? the ZHS theme, it, at, uh, Little Everglades in Dade City. Okay. Uh,
7: it's a big, like, 50-55 team. Yeah, and uh, he might not want to say this, but his son has raced three weeks in a row and come in first in the three weeks. So, yeah. So he's. Oh, William. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: Okay. Um, so that was it, Billy. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. that is. He it. got distracted by. Yeah, I got somebody distracted out by the, That's the all gentleman right. outside. Gotcha. City attorney <laughs> announcements.
8: Um, I dropped off a presentation for each one of you, council and mayor. Um. If sometime in the next couple of weeks you want to sit down and have a conversation, I'd be happy to do that with each of you. We can schedule a time. So just let me know your availability or shoot me an email or text. Okay.
2: Very good.
7: Hmm? Yeah.
2: Okay. We're um, at the council comments portion. Let's start down here with Councilman Spinner.
7: Okay. Um, I just have two brief things. Um, uh, we're continuing to work on some of the solutions or issues with homelessness um, I met today at the Genesis Center. They hosted representatives from the city of Treasure Island, uh, and we're kind of trying to um, get ideas from them on some of those solutions they've had working with a nonprofit uh, and the police department. <clears throat> so we're, we're following up on that. We've scheduled uh, a meeting with um, Assistant County Administrator Kathy Pearson it was scheduled for the day the hurricane hit. So we are in the process of rescheduling that because we, it's, it's the fact is that there's no solutions for us here without county help. And um, I was thinking that we might want to go and involve, um, go down and look at some of the, the, the solutions they have in Pinellas County and see if we can't mimic some of those. I don't think we have to recreate the wheel so um, those things are moving along and and i'll try to keep you updated on that as we go along and our police department is involved in that as well Um, the other thing was saturday and erica is here so i'll bring it up erica asked us to host um, in the historic association to host the story seldom told uh, documentary so we hosted it here on saturday we had about 16 or 17 people 18 people and then we had a conversation on the community afterwards. So it was pretty successful. Um and thanks to Kevin and Shane for helping me <clears throat> logistically get in here and and use the computer. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. That's all I have.
2: Thank you. Proctor.
7: Um
4: I just have one thing. Um for me, every year that we do the budget, it's one of the most important things that I think we do as a council. And I just wanted to thank Ted and his team for the great job they did on this year's budget.
10: The whole team.
2: Thank you. They deserve a round of applause, don't they, Charlie? Huh? They deserve a round of applause. Don't they? <laughs> Yay, Jessica.
4: Anything else? That's it.
2: Councilwoman Wilkinson.
1: Well, I just wanted to thank uh, Mayor Melanie for being there and representing uh, us. I, I'm normally there for those with my DAR ladies, but. Um, I think they reached out a little too late because those gals can get things done and they advertise quite a bit. So um, I hope that it's more successful next time that there are more people come out. There's also in November uh, of an event, a three-day event that honors um, <coughs> veterans uh, for Veterans Day and um, I plan to attend that. So I hope everyone will make time in their schedule for that. And um, again, wanted to thank the directors and um, Jessica and Mr. Beeston, and their team for a very well crafted document, which is our budget. And thanks for not raising taxes.
10: <laughs> Thank you, Councilman uh, Burgess. Same thing about the uh, work on the budget work. And I know all the departments have to weigh in on that too. And hopefully, all the departments uh, were able to address their pressing needs in the budget. And so it was a good process and went really well. And congratulations to everyone involved. And I just wanted to Quickly say, and maybe uh, Councilman Smith might follow up on it more. But um, we've had a couple uh, losses in the Zephyr Hills community in the last few weeks uh, with Mr. Newcomb, uh, Mr. Rigsby, Everett Rigsby, George Newcomb, fam. So I just want to keep their families in their thoughts in this, you know, at this time. And also uh, a former city attorney for I don't know how many years he was here, maybe.
8: 12 years, 12,
10: 12 years uh, Charlie Waller also passed away in the last couple of weeks. So just everyone keep their families in your thoughts and prayers. Thank you for bringing that up because um,
2: Charlie Waller was a city attorney for many years here. Um, and I, I'm guessing it was in the 80s was when it was. Uh, and it was very shocking when to hear that he had passed away. Um, uh, uh, George Newcomb, Jr., is, is a second cousin to me, so... We knew he had been uh, not doing well, but it's still the finality still hit you. And then uh, Everett Rigsby, that was kind of a shock. I didn't know that he had been sick. So it is—I mean, it's very strange. And in, in a week, we had three people who have been here long-time uh, residents that passed. So do keep their family in your prayers. Um, this morning, I had a meeting with the DOT Secretary Gwen, um, and it was regarding consolidation of the MPOs. Right now. Pasco, Pinellas, and Hillsborough all have separate MPOs. Um, the idea is to, uh, and they're doing going through a study to merge those. The thought process is, when you have a larger base of population, when you go to uh, Tallahassee and Washington, you can get more money. My my concern was, is is Zephyl still going to have a voice? Are we still going to get our allocation? We. I was assured of that, um, and, and they felt like we, in other words, we get an amount based on our population. We, we, we get an amount based on population, so they, they would do a rolling 10-year, and this has got to be fleshed out, but like do a rolling 10-year average to make sure that they're spending the money, and they have to, where it's supposed to be spent, so there's a lot of things to be fleshed out, but the first thing is they're doing a study. Um, it could help us get... Um, bigger projects in, the, in a, a reach of a regional uh, nature. So I just wanted to keep you all aware of that. The first step is doing a a study on it, and after that, all the separate MPOs and the largest city in the region, which is Tampa, would have to vote to MERT to consolidate. So I'll try and keep you posted on that as it as it moves forward. Um, and and I had said that it would be good if we still had our group in pasco meet even after consolidation so that we could say hey here's our issues here's where we are on some traffic issues so but like i said i'll keep you um, updated on that um you know i didn't even know anything about the, the stuff that was going on on this weekend or yesterday i don't i i i, I don't know <laughs> why but i i don't get a paper i don't i don't know maybe i'm, I'm uninformed i suppose But anyway, I didn't know anything about it. Um, And, tell me if I'm right, Mr. Earl, you had a birthday since the last meeting, right? Yes, sir. And then tell me how old you are again. I'm 96. 96 years old, so. I I I said we should have a cake, but I didn't bring one. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) you will have to wait another two weeks. I'm sorry. So yeah, I'm sorry, but but we should. I mean, honestly, Mr. Earl, how long have you been coming to the meetings for? I think eight years. Eight years, and and Mr. Earl does not even live in the city, so but 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 I will tell you, he's the first one. If we have a Boy Scout or a group that comes up here and says we're doing a project and we're looking for funds, he is the very first one that says I'll give you $500. He, he donates so. Thank you. You're, you're, part, you're in Zephyr Hills, and you're part of Zephyr Hills. You might not, your address might not say that, but you're part of Zephyr Hills, so, and I'm glad you're back there. I miss you. If, when I look back there and you're not there, I miss you. So, uh, th- Is anything else for the council? If not, meeting adjourned. Thank you.
8: John.
6: They have the room booked tomorrow morning? Oh.